0: Hi, welcome to my podcast, where today I'll talk about the great awakenings of religious freedom and of Christianity in America. My name is Tim Harner, and I am a Christian author and apologist, a graduate of Houghton College and Harvard Law School, where I was an editor of the Harvard Law Review. As an attorney, my primary role has been as a general counsel. Therefore, I call the six books that I've written The general counsel series the first four books of the series outline the bible from genesis to revelation providing scriptural backing for the final installments of the series that outline the history of america and the history of the church universal i post my latest thoughts regularly on my website timharner.com and now as i talk about the great awakening of religious freedom and of Christianity in America, let's pray that the Lord will let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in the sight of the Lord, our God, who is our strength and our redeemer. I was pleased this past summer to learn that I have an ancestor who was a close friend of Roger Williams. My cousins are deeply into our family's genealogies and even have visited cemeteries in New England looking for the gravestones of our long-departed ancestors. Apparently, our ancestor, who was a close friend of Roger Williams, even went to jail for his opposition to the established church and other restrictions on people's liberty. And so, our ancestor inscribed on his tombstone, they put me in jail because I loved liberty too much. I am thrilled to think that I was continuing a centuries-old tradition of my family supporting liberty including religious freedom, when in 2004 I first published my following account in Visions of America, praising Roger Williams and the Great Awakening of Religious Freedom in America. One of the first Good Samaritans of America was Roger Williams. He led the way in establishing religious freedom in America. Roger Williams was constantly at loggerheads with the Puritans of the Massachusetts Bay Colony. The Puritans wanted to purify the Church of England, but they did not want to stop using the power of the government to raise money for the church, nor did they want to stop forcing people to attend the government's churches. They felt strongly that forcing wicked people to hear the word of God was the best way to encourage them to become Christians. Roger Williams believed exactly the opposite. How could people love God freely if they were forced to follow him? Williams argued that the government should stop forcing people to give money to support one church and that the government should stop forcing people to attend the church. Instead, the government should play the same role as the captain on a ship. The government should guarantee the right of each passenger on the ship to worship God in the way in which that passenger thought best. This idea he called religious freedom. Religious freedom is a far better idea than mere religious toleration. To say that we will tolerate something means that we will permit it to exist even though we don't like it or it is bad. Religious toleration was a vast improvement over the religious intolerance that marked the religious wars and persecutions that tormented Europe after the Protestant Reformation. But religious freedom is far superior. Why? Religious freedom springs from a realization that in order to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind, we must be free to love. We cannot force people to love God any more than we can force a man and a woman to fall in love with each other. Indeed, Trying to force a man and a woman to fall in love with each other is one of the best ways to make sure that they never fall in love with each other. Religious freedom also takes away the tyrannical pretense of governments as all-powerful. Indeed, it is far more important that we love the Lord our God and that we love our neighbors as ourselves than that we love our nation or any other human institution. So as we affirm every time that we pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, nations are under God, and nations and other human institutions do not have the right to dictate what people think or believe. In the 1630s and 1640s, such radical ideas led Roger Williams to flee the tyranny of the Puritans in Massachusetts and to found a new colony where true religious freedom was practiced the colony of Rhode Island. It was a grand experiment that ultimately proved successful. By boldly going where no one had gone before in promoting religious freedom, Roger Williams took a giant leap forward for all of humanity. The awakening of religious freedom in America was not the only great awakening that took place in the new world. About a century after the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock and after Roger Williams began practicing religious freedom, A series of religious revivals known as the Great Awakening swept through the English colonies of the eastern seaboard. The tone of these revivals sounds almost strange to today's Christian. The best known and most brilliant leader of the Great Awakening was Jonathan Edwards, who claimed that he made seeking salvation the main business of his life. And no wonder. Jonathan Edwards preached that God was a pitiless being before whom man was helpless, that God rejoiced in suspending man over the pit of hell much as one holds a spider or some loathsome insect over the fire. This image of sinners suspended over a great furnace of wrath, a wide and bottomless pit full of the fire of wrath comes from one of his most famous sermons, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. In this sermon, Jonathan Edwards stressed such themes as the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. For example, he warned each person sitting in the church that there will be no end to this exquisite, horrible misery, because even after you have actually spent millions of millions of ages in wrestling and conflicting with the almighty, merciless vengeance, you will know that all is but a point to what remains so that your punishment will indeed be infinite." Such Hellfire and Brimstone sermons were far different in tone from the preaching of the greatest evangelist of the 20th century, Billy Graham. Although Billy Graham warns people about the danger of eternal damnation, the main theme of his preaching is the good news, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, Jesus Christ, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Nevertheless, this great awakening of Christians in the English colonies nurtured a vision of America that was worthy of a new world. Americans learned that they must bear every burden and meet every hardship to be who God wants them, indeed who God demands them to be. People who love the Lord our God with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our mind and people who love our neighbor as ourselves. There is no contradiction between such a religious vision of America and religious freedom in America. Maintaining a society that allows for religious freedom is the best way to follow Jesus' command to treat other people the way that we want to be treated. Religious freedom is also necessary because love for God and love for people can only arise from free will. Love cannot be created by coercion. And religious freedom is wise because the private sector is better at operating a church than is any public government. Upholding religious freedom is the best way to achieve the mission of Christianity, to go and make disciples of all humanity so that they produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Only such great awakenings as Roger Williams had can fulfill the vision of America first seen by Abraham, Moses, and Jesus. A vision of an America that is not limited to the United States of America. This vision of an ideal America guides anyone who seeks a new world where people will love God with all their heart and with all their soul and with all their mind and where people will love their neighbor as themselves. Abraham envisioned such an America such a promised land where all people would be blessed. Moses envisioned such an America where all people would be set free to find the promised land. And Jesus envisioned such an America where all people would be good neighbors, good Samaritans who bind the wounds of those in need, even though they have been taught to hate them because of their race, their nation, or their religion. Only such great awakenings can sustain the faith of all Americans, a faith in the future that keeps us going no matter how bleak the present may sometimes be. Abraham found faith to keep going even when it looked as if he would never have an heir to inherit his name and his wealth. And by faith, he knew that his greatest wealth was his dream of a promised land that God was leading him toward, one where all people and nations would be blessed. Moses found the faith to keep going against a mighty Pharaoh, even when he was a very old man. And Jesus found faith to keep going, even when he was called upon to give his life to save others. Only such great awakenings can enable Americans to come together in peace for the sake of all humanity. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. If you did, please share it with a friend and find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as my website, TimHarner.com. Until we are together again, may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord turn his face toward us and give us peace.